Welcome back. First official episode of 2021. I am, as voted by your Patreons, the 2020 host of the year. Stan the man. Oh, damn it. Here is your, I'm 20, your 2020 host of the year, J-Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back for twenty twenty one. I already said my name, but I'm I'm shoddy. I don't. I'm just here for the, the gangbang. Or wait, I'm just here for the gangbang. That's what I wanted yep. to say. There you go. <laughs> Feels like it's been a minute since we did the last one. Yeah, heavy into those year end lists. Yeah. Well, you know, plus there wasn't that much shit coming out for a while there, and get a little. B- it's still a slow start to the year, but we'll get into that. Well, <clears throat> I guess we could break it down first, and then. Uh, See what the hell we're doing today? Sounds good. Stan, did I steal a clip from you or no? No, you did not. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then, uh, if you don't know, that was Gate Creeper. The track was uh, Starved. That was off their new surprise EP, An Unexpected Reality. So, uh, yeah, a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Different. Yeah. Well, let's break it down first. Uh, so, what are we doing this episode? Uh, real easy one. We're just catching up on music, and then uh, we got a throwback album. We haven't done one of those in a while, Mm-mm. and uh, we let our uh, we let our patreons vote on what we were doing. It was a close one. Came down to Pig Destroyer, Terrifier. Yeah, edged out Death, Human. What else do we have on there? Amorphous Tales of the Thousand Lakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was between Death and Pig Destroyer. It was real close. Yep. Either would have been good. And we have a Patreon joining us today, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've got our friend uh, Donovan. He is, uh, yeah, he's a member of the Patreon and the Facebook uh, group. And he's coming on to bring bring a track for what he's listening to. And then we got an interview, too, at the end with the man, Martin Van Drunen, talk about the new nice. S-Fix album. That was a that was actually a the funny story. The second time we had on? No, no, no. We never had him yet. We talked about him oh, in that yeah, episode. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, like <laughs> I uh, had reached out to try and get an interview for this uh, after that album came out, and I listened to it and everything, and and I it sounded like it was going to happen, but then I didn't hear back to like have it confirmed until the day of it, and I actually didn't see the email until literally like five minutes before it was supposed to be like start, <laughs> and I was like home for the day with Teddy, and uh, it was like five minutes before I like I had to put him down for a nap. So I saw the confirmation. I hadn't done shit to prepare for it. Like I had no questions written up or anything. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck, I'm not gonna turn it down. So I just fucking I just winged it. I threw Teddy in his crib. <laughs> time, time for your nap, boy. Came back and it went okay. Actually, thank God he was like he's like a talker. So it actually went pretty okay. <laughs> pretty good, but if it nice. sounds like if it's if I sound stupid or whatever, I I was not prepared. There was nothing. I had nothing <laughs> written down, so I just went with it. But well, I cannot wait to hear this. Yeah. So, 
But so yeah, that's the episode. But yeah, back to that gate creeper split. That was cool. That was a surprise. It's a lot different from my mind. I was saying, I know you listened to it. I did. Yes. What'd you think? Yeah, it's it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? I mean, it was cool. <laughs> what does no, that it's mean? It was cool. There was something different. I mean, because I mean, Gate Creeper, they really haven't done anything different mm-hmm. since the day they started. So it was kind of cool to see something new from them. Yeah. So, like, what? I mean, I guess it was like eight tracks, and the first seven were like that super short songs, like more like hardcore power violent. Yeah. And then you had that last track, track Emptiness, which was like 11 minutes. And it's like that death doom, funeral doom, all that stuff in there. Yeah. What did you like better? Which part of it? I like the last song. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it was just more gay creeper. I mean, the other stuff's cool, but it just kind of goes by in a flash. Mm-hmm. I thought it was all fun, though. Oh, yeah. Very fun. The only thing is, you know, I, you know, I thought about it when I haven't listened to a lot of this. I did listen to it a couple times when it came out, but... Um, I just remembered when we were hearing that clip, like, I do feel like the sound's a little weak for Gate Creeper. It's not... Oh, really? Not the best sounding Gate Creeper stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a little weak to my ears. Maybe, I don't know, did they, maybe they didn't do their normal, like, probably because, you know, with oh. COVID and everything, maybe they didn't get to go and do it with, like... That's like, true. Like, with Creeper, yeah, you know? know. It look, I think it was him, but I don't know. Just some something sounds a little different, a little off. But I'm not complaining. Yeah, I didn't it's pick awesome. up on that, but I, yeah, I thought it was fun. I mean, it's it's over in a flash. It's super quick. But that last track was definitely cool. I mean, that's just uh, it's hard to say if they'll. I mean, like, are they going to do more of that in their full length? I don't know. I know this is just kind of like a one off, but I wouldn't mind hearing more of that shit. Yeah, different. But yeah, it was cool. It was a cool surprise. But uh, anyway, so we yeah, Stan, what have you been listening to? Let's see which one do I want to go first. Uh, let's go to number one. I forget which one it is, but... Yeah, nothing new there. We all been talking about it coming out, but uh, the new Frozen Soul. One of the there hasn't been a lot of stuff coming out, but this is one of the one of the albums that I just fell in love with immediately. You liked them before, looking right? Forward. Their demos and stuff. Oh yeah, I love their demo. And then yeah, I was looking really looking forward to this, and it met all my expectations. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nothing new. <laughs> Total <laughs> no. bolt thrower worship, <laughs> but just done good. I was gonna say it sounded really familiar. Yeah, it's yeah. 
Yeah, Nothing new, but just very, yeah, very mid tempo boat thrower and mm-hmm. yeah. I I had a I don't know I was back and forth on this one like I kind of loved it. I really liked their demos too. I wasn't sure if I liked um like having it as a full album. Like I I like it. Don't get me wrong. Kinda and some days I'm like I love before, it. Some just... days I'm like I don't know. It's like a little bit um one note. Yeah, for the whole album. I could definitely I get feel it. that. I'm I'm very I'm gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where this falls at the end of the year because mm-hmm. I obviously do love it but is it gonna hold up with everything else coming out I don't know yeah and I get it I get loving it I, I get I guess it's such an easy one to put on like there's been a couple times where I just throw mm-hmm. this on. I don't know what to listen to I'm not in the mood for like fast stuff or whatever you put this thing on it's easy it goes down easy so nothing wrong with it it's just like I don't know one day I was listening to it thinking like I like this this is cool. The only thing it's like it's missing the, like some of the fast parts that bolt thrower would do to mix mm-hmm. in with those slow parts. But if you're just looking for a crushing heavy, I mean the guitar tone in itself, everything's so heavy about it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. It's yeah, cool. I think I like it, and it came out at a good time of the year when there's not a lot else out, and mm-hmm. so it's just like perfect. That's what to, I mean. You know, it was like a highlight for me because nothing really was coming out. No, yeah, exactly. And what the fuck, man? They're from Texas. But they put out frozen fucking all these songs about frozen uh, deaths and then all of a sudden everyone down there is fucking with the fucking blizzard. Like, what the hell, man? Uh, those fuckers, dude. It was them. They yeah. wielded it. I mean, how, yeah, a bunch of Texan dudes just writing about the winter uh, and <laughs> there's been a, a lot more fucking like black as shit coming out of texas so yeah they're bringing it i guess yeah i guess they're channeling bringing it them. somehow yeah <laughs> all right shoddy you don't have anything uh in the drive here so what, tell us no, what you've been listening so, to so yeah i mean fucking slacker it's it's not slacking man there's just not been anything really that has come across my radar. So I will be honest, I'm sitting on like three albums that I just haven't gotten around to listening to. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Like I listened to some of the teasers off of those albums and just wasn't, they're bands that I recognize, but I'm not motivated to listen to the shit right now. I have no idea what's wrong. I feel like I'm in sort of a metal lull mm. um, in terms of just finding new music. So I've I'm thoroughly- waiting for... It's early, exactly. That's why I'm still waiting for something to come out this year and, you know, to just get the fire under my ass going. I did hear, though, that there's a new Cannibal Corpse album coming out this year, and Mm -hmm. I know that there's a single out. So I have not listened to that. I heard it was good, but that put me kind of, you know, back in that mindset. So I have been listening to a lot of CC lately. Nice. What's your your go-to? CC, for some odd reason, I just went to Torture. Okay. No idea why. I just put torture on and then just decided to just keep going. So went to kill, went to some of the newer shit. Wow, the differences. But it's all still good, though. Like, I mean, I know that, you know, we've given, we didn't give any of them shit, some of the newer releases, but it was just, you know, when they mm-hmm. came out, it was good, but it was just Cannibal Corpse. Mm-hmm, but when mm-hmm. you go back after a couple of years and really digest some of it, I mean, I guess it's just fucked up to me that they're still going after this long and they're still making consistent shit. It's not like when you're listening to the albums, especially across the, the you know, the linear history of their discography, there is no drop off. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear like, oh shit, they don't, you can tell these guys are getting old. They're always still bringing the shit and the riffs are always still there. So yeah, well, I, I can't wait got... to see what the new album's going to sound like, but you know, I can't I, I, wait just because I'm Rutan. 
Wanna Just see, I want to hear what he, Eric Rutan. Oh I yeah, hear what he brings to it. Yeah, I didn't listen to the single. I, I don't know. It was like down after like someone posted in our group, and then it was down later that day. And I just never. I don't know if it's back up or not. But yeah, it is. They, they officially oh, okay. they officially released it because it was like a rip oh, from like Liquid Metal at first. Oh, but they okay. put out but, the official one now. And it's oh, dude, it's fucking good. That's a great fucking point, though, Stan. I'm sorry, Jason. I just completely forgot about the whole band horse shit that they had to deal with and the fact that they're bringing in somebody new for the first time in how many fucking years? Is there a new, you know, it's a breath of fresh air. You're exactly right. This is fucked up. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, this is fucked up. Like I said, I didn't listen to it, but I can't wait. So, Like like you said, they're one of those bands. They're always going to put out good shit. It doesn't matter who's in the band, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But you but put someone like tan. him in that. Oh my god! <laughs> oh goddamn, dude! <laughs> They're gonna take over the world again. <laughs> hate, hate eternal. Like now he's in Cannibal. What a fucking legend now! But what yeah. do you, how do how do you think it's gonna add to the sound? Do you get what I'm saying? Is it gonna make him more brutal? Are they gonna somehow like add more? You, like explain it to me. I like what is an estimation? Where do we think this is going? I. I well okay based off the single because I listened to that fucker quite guess, a few okay. times. I guess you're right. You have the fucking ear already. I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. And just listening to it, I knew he had been playing with them, but I didn't know he recorded with them. And I and I was listening to it and like the solo, like some of the leads in there, it has a little bit of a vibe of something a little different, like him. Because I mean, the shit he plays in like Hate Eternal, you know how that sounds. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. is it going to be a bit more technical, a little bit more fast? You know, I, I don't know. You can you can hear his sound in there though, and it's it's. God, man, it mixes so well, and he knows that band so good. He's recorded half of their their new, you know, the new era of Cannibal. Like he's recorded most of those albums, so he fucking already I, knows them. But that's, I guess, what I was going to ask. So, there's a difference between knowing a band and just being able to step in and playing their shit versus getting to contribute. Do we yeah. know how much of a you know contributory factor he was in the writing of the new album, or did he just come in there and play what they already had written? I think no. Actually, uh, I read he at least wrote like three songs so okay. he's he's contributing and it probably did a lot of the leads so yeah yeah i don't know if i don't know who wrote the one that was out already of you know course, but, yeah of course yeah but dude i can't fucking wait it's man. good dude it it already sounds better than everything on red before black in my eyes but <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking good i can't wait i can't wait i did a, i did a cannibal binge like three four months back and i got through Dude, most of the albums. I didn't get through all. I think I missed torture. I don't think I went through that one. There's a couple I'm of the new ones. Fly back home right now and smack <laughs> you in the back of the face. <laughs> I know that's one I never spent a whole lot of time on. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna has- restart the binge with like the, all the new ones, and and just before this one comes out, just so I I'm ready for it. But yeah, no, I agree well, with you. So Every single one's good. If anybody hasn't heard the news yet, Cannibal Corpse is releasing their new album, Violence Unimagined. As an early birthday present to me, uh, in stores April 16th of this year. So, um, yeah, you can pre-order it now. I'm looking forward to it, but... What'd you think of that cover? Shit, the, nice cover, too. Uh, the cover is awesome. Yeah. So definitely, at first I was like, is that an old... You know, I thought it was something of a throwback, but then I was like, oh, no, this is a new fucking album. And holy shit, the number of vinyl colors that it's being released on. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous. What is this? Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... There's oh, almost yeah. like 15 colors here. That's her only income right now. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I get it. But like a lot of it is like being bundled and then being sold like in different regions, which is very smart. I love when they do that. Yeah. You know, this region gets this color. That region gets that color. Yeah. I can't wait. All right. But anyway, yeah, I guess I'll leave it. The only other new shit, it's been same stuff. You know, death has been in there. 
and this and this, you know Pantera again, just just the classics, what what mm-hmm. everybody loves and and knows. So I did a lot of that myself, man. I was going way back. I was reading the uh, the death uh, book, death metal. Uh, from, you know what's it called, Stan? Um, Choosing death. Choosing death. Yeah I, I, yeah, I never finished that book, so I just started it over and. So it's been making me go down the rabbit hole. I almost brought in all the old shit too and uh, That's, ended up finding some newer stuff. But yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I spent like a whole month on all old shit and it was great. That's funny. I actually just I just finished Swedish Death Metal. Did the same thing. Never <laughs> finished it. So I finally just reread it and finally finished it. So I was telling Shadi before we started, I'm just in a rabbit hole of Swedish shit. Yeah. <laughs> just, I can't get out. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No. No, ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. What else have you been listening to, Stan? Anything else? Oh, no, you already did yours. I guess it's me. All right. Yeah, yeah you. it's you. All right. Well, let's go with uh, number one then. Dude, for some people, you know, that you hear Celine Dion, you think this is so beautiful, these vocals. <laughs> for me, dude, Martin Van Juden, I think he's probably my favorite vocalist. And fuck, man, he kills it on this album. This that uh, newest fix, ne- Necroceros, Necroceros. I don't know how you say that, but the track was Yield or Die. You guys check that out or no? A couple oh, no, songs. Sir. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. Ooh, mistake. Yeah. I mean, so no, I, I liked what I was hearing, but it's just a little slow. Is that was any- a... Is pretty heavy metal influenced drifts right there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. It's shoddy. T- um, I mean, yeah, it is. There's a lot of mid-paced stuff on this one, but there it goes all over. It goes from anything could, from like okay, fast and thrashy to uh-huh. like you know doomy or mid-paced. Because I liked like what that. I was hearing, but it was just like I was waiting for it to pick up. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, I was like I felt like I was on the edge of a cliff the whole mm-hmm. time. And it was just about to start. It was just about to start, and then it never happened. I was like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" So, yeah. I don't I'll know if I just need to listen to the whole song, or I, you got to listen to the whole album because they do. They're really good at pacing uh, things, like because it starts okay. off like pretty fast, then it sells mm-hmm. you until more like the mid stuff, and then it builds to like this track. Um, uh, uh what the fuck is it called? Fe- Feast or famine or fam- something like that. Anyways, 
there's there's two these two epic long tracks in it. One is like track five or six, and then one is the last one. And they just they they stick it in there right at the right times. You know what I'm saying? So they like get to this like long doomy one that just like it's super like emotive and like melodic and everything and slow. And then as soon as that's done, it throws you into like Botox Implosion, which is their like single, and it's real fast and thrashy. So it just kind of like does the peaks and valleys throughout it. But yeah. Do not go into it looking for like an all-out blast blasting kind of an album because it is it's their death doom style. It's all you know. There's a lot of slow stuff on there, but it's but it's so uh, big and heavy. I mm-hmm. I love it, man. I mean, you like the uh, the stuff when we did with Hail of Bullets and his fix when we talked about it. Fuck yeah, I did. That's what I was just saying. I just was wondering if there's any. I mean, I'm looking forward to listening to it now that I heard that. I just didn't know if it was going to speed mm-hmm. up at all. That's the only. I just felt like that song was about to do something else. Right. And it didn't, and that's what I yeah, guess just what I was asking. It, it goes. So, it, it does some other shit. I like that one just because. Yeah, I don't know. Just fucking yelling, yield or die is great. I think it's talking about like, the Mongolian <laughs> army and like pillaging and just taking over and yeah, but. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Big I just riffs. need to listen to the whole thing. I think. Yeah, it's got um, you know, when we when we talked about uh, Sphix, you know, we talked about them with their classic lineup and everything, and the lineup is like way different now. But right now, uh-huh. they've got the guitarist from Halo Bullets that's with them. So, like, if you like, you know, Halo Bullets, which I know we all loved it when we talked about it, then I think this is right up that alley because it's got some of that stuff where it's similar vibes. Where it's like, um, I remember we talked about that album. It gets like it can get kind of like uh. You know, I don't want to say emotional, but like the, the way that, that he uses the lyrics about like some heavy stuff. No, I feel like you're saying. Melody. Yeah, in a real heavy way. Like they do that in this too. And I think that's cool. They added a little bit of more melody on this one, but without losing any of that like fucking real heavy, heavy stuff. So yeah, I really yeah. love it. I just don't think they ever really get, they, they don't like, everybody's talking about the new Cannibal, which is great. Obviously, they're like the biggest death metal band ever, but man, then you got this newest fix album out and like you just don't hear about them as much as you should. Mm-hmm. Stan, you got to at least yeah, um, give it a listen. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to the, the couple of the ones they had on YouTube like f- before the album came out, but I just mm. haven't got around to it. No time. You were liking it? But or? it's definitely on my list. Really good lyrics all throughout it. Like, I didn't read all of it, but just that dude can tell a good story, so it makes it fun to listen to. But mm-hmm. what, uh, what else do you have? Let's see. Let's listen to it.
Not bad. No. That was um, Yoth Araya. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Yoth Iria. I I don't know. Araya. I'm going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yoth Araya. (laughs) Um, As the flame withers, a dude from... uh, Used to be in Riding Christ. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, and okay. he was on yep. in like uh, with that one first uh, Rathon album. Yeah, it's his band now, but it's uh, mm. really good. Just it's got that uh, Hellenic, you know, black metal feel, but like modern, kind of like what Riding Christ does now. But <laughs> it's gonna sound bad, a little, little bit more interesting, I guess. <laughs> you know, maybe a little more melodic too. Yeah, or? melodic. There's there's more melody, but it's still got those parts of like those, you know. The big vocals of Rotting Christ and, you know, that big massive sound. But, yeah, it's pretty yeah. pretty uh, riffy, pretty riffy album. That's one of the more catchier songs I just played, but the first song is very melodic and just riff after riff. And I gave it a listen, and I remember liking it. I just, it, it didn't grab me enough, I guess, to write it down yeah, like, fully, but I, yeah. It, like, stuck with me the first time. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, I didn't expect it. I heard some good things about it, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and I really like that clip, dude. I'm gonna give that another listen now. Yeah, it's one of those like whole listen to the whole album though. Like, there's just so many riffs in it, just make it so interesting, so good. Hmm. A lot of ups and downs. Yeah, okay. yeah, the, like cleaner parts and like yeah, the, yeah, a lot of variety and like like I said, those big massive parts and the sing-alongs and yeah. Okay, sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it sounds like something you like, Johnny. Yeah, I, no, it did. It was, and I can't wait. I'm always down for some Hellenic black metal, so mm-hmm. I just re-wishlisted it. Yeah, I don't know how much I am down for the Hellenic black metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. I don't, it's fucking, I, mean, I don't really like that fucking region too much, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's continue down the black metal train then, I guess, and uh, let's go with my second one here. Fuck Very nice. 
Yeah. yeah you, you want to talk about Celine Dion? That, who was that <laughs> beautiful voice? What was that? <laughs> yeah, he's got a beautiful voice. Um, that band is called Ordinance. Not the best name, but yeah, Ordinance. And then the album is called In Purge, There Is No Remission. This one actually came out last year. And I kept, I was toying with it being on my list, but I don't know. I just, it just left off. I think I had it on there as an honorable or, you know, it's, it's on my big list, but I really just wanted to bring it up because I, you know, I never got a chance to talk about it last year and I just, I didn't see it a lot. So, but they're a Finnish black metal band. Yeah. And awesome. yeah, the, uh, it goes all over the place, but that track right there was called Gathering Wraiths. And that's like probably my favorite track on just because that part there is about later, three quarters into the song. And just goes into that heavy riffing. And it reminds me so much of like what Inquisition does. And ever since the whole the bullshit with Inquisition and that dude being a pedophile and everything else, you know, I haven't <laughs> listened to that fucking band. <laughs> and uh, like they were uh, my favorite. They were like one of my favorite black metal bands. And I've just been heartbroken ever since then because I just feel like a creep listening to them, you know? So, uh, yeah. It's I okay always though, I mean, you're a, you, you are kind of. So, like, it's kind of okay, I guess. <laughs> What's that? I was kidding, saying that you were a creep, so it was okay for oh. you to listen to them. But I was joking around. Yeah, but not in that way. That, that, that guy's fucked. <laughs> He's fucked. He's fucked. Yeah. I've been thinking about just uh, downloading them, you know, legally and putting them on my drive because I just want to listen to it. But I'd rather just find something that sounds like it and it's fucking good. I mean, I don't know anything bad about these guys yet, but as far as I know, they're fine. And uh, <laughs> dude, they do. They can do Inquisition fucking well. Like that part right there where it goes into that riff and it becomes sort of like... um almost hypnotic where his vocals creep back in there and they keep repeating it, adding in those little weird leads. That's the kind of shit the Inquisition does. They put these weird bendy parts and they ride a riff out for a long time. And I love that. So if you're out there and you like Inquisition or Immortal, you know, those kind of big heavy riffs and stuff like that. I mean, even the vocals do those croaky kind of vocals, you know, it's in between that kind of Inquisition, Immortal, that kind of sphere, a little different. He's got his own thing going though. But it all reminds me of that kind of shit. So that is what I love about it. But it goes all over the place. So you get that in that song. You get some melody in some other songs. You get some weird folky kind of shit in there. It's all over the place. But it's well I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Those okay. vocals were fucking absolutely beautiful. I can't <laughs> say I've listened to a lot of Finnish black metal in my life. So it's all new to me. That sound. You know there's a, uh, a Finnish black metal book out there somewhere. And there is. I know I should have bought it when I bought the death metal one, too, because the shipping on that was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I want to get that one, too, but I, I, I still don't have the heart. <laughs> these, things don't, these things aren't sold on Amazon? No, it's like not to the... They don't have a U.S. version yet. So yeah, you got to translate yeah. it? What do you, how do you read What's it? What's that? How do you read it if they don't have a U.S. version? Oh, I bought the, the death metal one. I had the it's just they don't have a U.S. distributor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. It sounds yeah. like it's not yeah. published in the United and you know, and, and I thought the Decibel did a. I think they're I gonna. Decibel was. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think they're gonna. I don't think it's out yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, that one. Then there's that U.S. Black Metal book. I'd like to get that one. Yeah. I just gotta read some of my books first. So I got a problem. I start. I read about it ever since I've had fucking a kid. You know, <laughs> like I used to be able to get through a book real quick. Now I get through half and then I forget about it. So I know it took me a while to read Swedish Death Metal. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm being very good. I know I haven't started the finish one, even though I want to so bad, but like, I'm, <laughs> I'm living the sweet, I'm doing like, I'm doing it right. And I'm 
checking out all these Swedish bands. Do you listen while you're reading it or just write it down? And That one, I listened to every demo, every album, right when it was talked about. I would stop and listen to it, so that's me why too, it took yeah. me so long. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, it was and awesome, Shoddy. <laughs> it was so that, awesome. Yeah, I agree, that's awesome, but that's what movies are for. No. <laughs> no, it's this cool. You get to listen to it, you're reading. I mean, you don't... You're not always paying the most attention while you're reading to it, but I, I do that all the time, and then you can listen to it again later. That's fucked up, boys. I mean, I agree. That's probably <laughs> a cool experience, but like, I don't. That's do the death I was a great read, man. Like the way that Albert like wrote it, it's like oh yeah, it goes into, it, it's almost like story like. It's the stories of how it all. Like, I gotta, you know, you're learning about Chuck, and it's just it's yeah. really good. I gotta go back to that one, but yeah. like I said, I'm just there's like Swedish. There's so much stuff I didn't listen to, like hypocrisy. Never listened to them until mm. now, and like I can't even put them off. I can't turn them off, and like stuff like that. Like <laughs> I've been missing out on so much stuff, and that's like a huge band. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, it happens to all of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course it does. Too much. So I'm just warning. I'm just exactly. warning everyone. I might, you know, you know, might not get a lot from me this year. Because, hey, <laughs> there's stuff I need the, to get Bring me back on. your old stuff segment. I never minded that. Yeah. Yeah. And they all will. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, before we get to my last one, let's bring in our guest to fill in the void here. You guys only had your minimal clips. We'll bring him in. I'll come back to my last one. All right. Let's bring him in. Donnie boy. All right. We got you, buddy. What's going on? Not a whole lot. I'm excited. I've been working up for this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Doing probably more than us. Well, well, let's introduce the beautiful voice that we have on with us. Okay, I'm Donovan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, shoot us over the link. What's this band we're talking about? Okay, it's a cathaxis. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, Okay. Of course, you know me and trying to pronounce things. But so when you guys first brought this up, my idea was to do Mare Cognitum because he's coming out with a new album. And I love Mayor Cognitum. I'm the big stan for him. But I was like, well, everybody's going to be hearing about this because it came out. And one album that no one seems to ever have heard of is a Cathaxis, which is basically Mayor Cognitum, Jacob Bukowski or something like that. And a, a guy from Belgium called uh, Deha. He has some solo stuff. And he's also in Silver Knife, which is another band that Mayor Cognitum's record label produces another great album who i almost picked and uh oh he's that guy that puts out like 40 albums a year isn't he Link? well i sent it to jason oh, okay. To episode oh okay i see i see i see sorry but uh anyway it's also that's he's just this one-man band from portland and he just plays galaxy music it's just space black metal and hmm. it's always really hit the atmospheric that i love perfectly this album came out December 26th of 2018, and it just didn't make any year-end lists, I think, because it was a December 26th album. And it's one of my favorite albums. And if you guys got, whenever you're ready, yeah, this album is amazing. Yeah, it's like five, 517, I think. It's, it's really hard because there's only four songs on the album. Each one's about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So trying to pick out a clip that was short enough but got both the cool atmospheric parts, the parts that make you want to like, you know, just. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fly, fly your spaceship yeah, there's fast. Art. There's yeah, an art to and, make a clip. <laughs> yeah. And then still get like the voice, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's hard to pick something, but at 517, that's where I picked okay. as good as any. What, oh, what song was it? Veins hollowed. Okay.
All right, I like go a little longer. That was fucking good. Yeah, um, I also did mention there's this guy called Danny T. He does the vocals. And I think that's pretty much the only band he's in. One cool thing about this is <laughs> I had a record that I bought, Mayor Cognitum's last record, and I was talking with him because for some reason the mail delivered it. I never got it, and I wanted to get it again. And I happened to ask him if Akathaxis was coming out with new stuff. And he said, this year they are releasing a new album. They're, it's all ready to record. So there should be a new one coming soon. Oh, wow. Nice. Nice. Well, I, so you well, got Mayor Cognitum and this coming out this year, probably? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I wrote that shit down instantly. <laughs> it was beautiful, man. That was big sounding. Yeah. I, you know, it was but it very was, cool. It's very Mayor Cognitum. Yeah. A lot of that atmospheric stuff, though, is getting pretty light to me. You know, it's just not aggressive. And this is, like, still intense. And it's keeping everything I love about black metal, but it's got that beautifulness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. When I did my 2019 album, Andy High, who's also in the part of the Backstage Lounge, he put that this is his number one album for 2019. And I was like, well... It came out in 2018. He's like, who cares? You know, it was December 26th. It's my number one album. And I was like, shit, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I guess there are no real rules. <laughs> that should be a rule, though. Anything that comes out from December 20th on, man, that should just be allowed to be in the next I, year's list, you know? Yep, I agree, too. So many good albums get looked over like that. A lot. I don't know why people even bother releasing albums in mm-hmm. December. But of Part course, of me loves when a band does it because it's just like, yeah, they don't give a fuck. I don't fuck. care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Part of me is like, what an idiot. You'll take it. (laughs) Of course, we act like these guys, it's going to make a huge difference. You know, it's just black metal. It's, you know, it's cool (laughs) for our little insular groups, but it's not really like going to make a difference on the billboard charts. So, yeah, no, that was sick, man. It was a great pick. Anything else big you've been listening to lately? Uh, The only other things I got. Do I ever have a list? (laughs) <laughs> you know me. While I'm looking for it, the one thing I did want to tell all the folks out there is if you haven't been joining the lounge, you're you're screwing up because <laughs> we do have a lot of cool stuff. And for instance, stuff like this. But the Facebook group is just a bunch of really cool people. Everybody's fun. We have n- nobody shitty. If you are shitty, then don't join. Um, <laughs> and uh, then we have the Discord for people who don't want to do Facebook. And that's pretty lively, too. We do the cover songs if you haven't seen that don't don't miss the danzig cover (laughs) (laughs) why because you're the star (laughs) yeah well i don't know if i'm the star i participate um that's a great mentality and the biggest thing is actually all you're doing is uh our weekly uh our weekly party that is the thing yeah we do a zoom call every week called mug sugar it happened when we a bunch of us were actually going to meet for the first time at beer and metal fest last year and it got canceled so on the day it was supposed to happen, we decided to do a Zoom call and just pretend we were beer and metal. And so came Mug Sugar. And uh, we've been doing it every week <laughs> since. So Never it's been going strong. Week, right? Yeah, I, uh, we we <laughs> missed one week, I think. But it was right when the lockdown sort of closed down and we're like just missed one. And it's gone ever since then. And we've had yeah. some that were doubled up. People from tomorrow, we're going to do one. Somebody from Finland. It's going to join for the first time, Sweden, England, all over the U.S. So it's a lot of fun. But yeah, as yeah, far dude. as what I'm listening to, that new Ad Nauseam is crazy. And today, there was some cool stuff that came out. Suffering Hour was really cool. And I got to you know, push Lament Configuration, one of the guys from the lounge. 
His album came out this Friday, uh, Lament Configuration. Definitely check it out. It's very cool. everyone that remembers from the episode a few episodes ago sam that was on bringing us his his picks that was his band and it's fucking yeah. sick it's very good it's really good yeah that's <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah you know me i have all kinds of them and put me on the spot <laughs> without thinking <laughs> oh ruins right. of everest definitely a big one yeah i'm trying to get into that one it's uh it's, it's slow it's hard, you know, yeah. i know it's everyone's talking it up so i know it's good so i feel like i'll get there but for now it's like i'm not quite there yet but <laughs> fuck yeah man all right man well thanks for the pick dude Sure, man. Yeah. Sounds good. Donovan, as always, we'll, we love you, sir. Take care of yourself. You too, man. Later. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll see you on another Saturday here. All right. Sounds good. Bye. All right, man. Appreciate it. It's always nice to have one of you guys on with us. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode now, if any Patreon wants to join us, that's the plan. So yeah, start thinking and, of your picks. And if you wanna, if you if you're not a patron, this is, you want to do this. You know, this is your calling. Get on there. Sign up. <laughs> we'll get you on. <laughs> Last episode we did was our awards show for the best of the year. We posted that preview of the uh, the shittiest albums of 2020, so that gives you an idea. Mm-hmm. But there'll be many more coming. So, And like Donovan just said, I mean, all the shit that's going on, no reason yeah. not to sign up. Yeah, it's a good time. But All right. So you I've got one, more, one more before we jump into our uh, album discussion. Of course you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, right? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. This one I All just right. found out yesterday, so it's fresh on the ears.
All right. That was the band Dippy Gus. D-I-P-Y-G-U-S. The album's called Bushmeat. So you type in that <laughs> thing on that band camp, you'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the track, that was Long Pig Feast. And uh, yeah, dude, this album's fucking weird and filthy and kind of disgusting and great. It's it's old, it's old school death metal and everything, but... um. I don't know. That, honestly, that track isn't the best example of the whole thing, but it just, I love the stompy, you know, nature of that one, the heaviness, but it goes all over. I mean, it's, I guess the main thing would be like early autopsy is like a big part, but it, it goes into doomy territories at a blast at times. It, it's riffy. There's always a groove in there somewhere that you can latch onto, but they, they do this cool fucking concept. Pull it up if you guys can. Look up Bushmeat real quick. And uh, the cover is super sick. It's like some like crazy fucking apes on there, like eating human flesh. So it's got this like overarching concept with like sound clips, movie clips, whatever, of like jungle noises, apes that are like, you know, sound Uh, like they're eating a person. I'm I'm having a very hard time finding. Bush me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bush me. Okay. (laughs) Type in the name of the band then, Dippygus. D-I-P-Y-G-U-S. I'll put it. Dippygus. There you go. (laughs) fucking bush meat into <laughs> google it's if something good was going to happen okay i see yeah that looks cool it's got cool. it yeah <laughs> it, it just it ties the whole album together really good with these fucking clips and like it's it's funny it's like uh, over the top shit but like it's a different vibe than your normal like zombies or just gore or like <laughs> you know the same shit we hear all the time it, it makes looks... you feel like you're in a fucking jungle with like tribes <laughs> or like cannibal holocaust or like I, I don't know. It, it just adds to it a little bit. But the music on its own is just perfect. I man. really like the music. I didn't like the sound of it. Oh, what? what yeah, do you mean? I don't know. It's just too too fuzzy. Right, I guess that's mm. word. It wasn't like... I just thought it was disgusting. But I liked it. It was just <laughs> disgusting. I, liked the vo- the, I didn't like the guitars. But no, good, don't get me wrong. I liked the guitar playing. Like the grooves mm-hmm. were awesome. I just didn't like the sound. Uh Weird. Yeah. I loved it. I thought the production on it was great. Really? It has that real good, like just a real natural, but everything's dirty. I'm going to uh, write it down. Yeah, they, but <laughs> they recorded with, it's weird. They they recorded with Matt Harvey and someone else at some studio that I've never heard of. Okay. Um, but I, it was mastered with Greg Wilkinson who did like, you know, Undergang. He always works with them. And it has, they kind of actually have a similar vibe of Undergang a little bit. Not quite as um, sewer death metal, but like... <laughs> But still pretty pretty filthy. And that's actually, I'm pretty sure that's a female vocalist hmm. doing those disgusting vocals. So, yeah, dude, it's all over the place. There's even an instrumental track on there that's almost jammy-ish. Like, it's just, it's very natural. Everything on this thing. It's not like your, there's no, it's not your trendy stuff where it's, you know, they're kind of just doing their own thing, man. It, but what's cool about it is it does keep you guessing and it's like kind of, it's pretty unconventional. So mm-hmm. give it a listen. It's kind of one of those, just listen to the whole thing. It's a pretty fun listen. I'm definitely intrigued. <laughs> yeah. But that's all I've got for now. I just started that one. So I'm going to dive into that more, but yeah. All right. You want me to go ahead and break us into this uh, throwback?
All right, so the uh, Patreon fans voted on Terrifier, which is the third album by the grindcore band Pig Destroyer. This beautiful album, along with its beautiful cover, was released back (laughs) to us in 2004. So this Mm -hmm. is a true throwback. It was widely acclaimed when it came out. I guess, does it still hold the test of time? (laughs) I like that little cliffhanger. (laughs) Yep, there we go. Um, yeah, Terrifier. So I guess, uh, we've talked about Pig Destroyer, Pig Destroyer just briefly, because I think me and you, Stan, at least, was that, it was my first introduction to anything grindcore. Yeah, it was pretty close. I think I'd listened to, like, maybe The Locust, stuff like that. Yeah, I had listened to, right. yeah. Well, Off the I guess the stuff, reason why like, I never this liked... This was the first. Yeah, I guess I had never listened to Pig Destroyer because I wasn't really a fan of The Locust, so being lumped into that grindcore, you know, genre, I stayed mm-hmm. away. So Okay, so new, brand new for you. Yep. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was not my first album from them. I I got into them on the two after it. I don't remember I don't remember if it was Book Burner or if it was uh, uh Prowler. No, not Prowler. What's the other one that right after this one? There's there's uh, there's one of them Phantom on if I yes, Phantom Limb. Uh, yeah. I I remember checking out kind of like both of those a long time ago. It was like right around the time I found out like Dillinger Escape Plan. So that was kind of grindy, you know, in a different way. And uh, so I was ready for it then. But I didn't find Terrifier until like way later, like way later. We were started the podcast at that point. And I, cause I, I liked their newer stuff and everything, but I didn't, I didn't realize like I found Prowl in the Yard and I found Terrifier. And I was like way more hooked. Like for me, those two were the ones like, those are the ones I go to. So mm-hmm. I was, I, I'm the one that I wanted to do this one. I had been wanting to talk about this album for a while because I don't think it gets talked about quite as much. Like Prowler in the Yard is kind of like the one I feel That's like. It's my like go to, but it's just, yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic. And yeah. then don't get me wrong. It, I just thought, you know what? This one gets talked about just a little bit less in, in my opinion. So I thought it'd be more, you know, a fun one to look into. But what is it? Which one's your favorite, Stan? Oh, favorite's a hard one because I do really do like Book Burner. I, to be honest with you, I might have only listened to Phantom Limb like once. That's like the one I just mm-hmm. never go to. Um, yeah. But Book Burner, it's got its own place, but it's different. But I don't yeah. know. After, after doing this, this might be over Prowler, I think. Mm-hmm. It is for me. It was a, it was a good pick for me because I needed it to be pushed on me. That's I guess that's okay. a good way to put it. Okay. Shoddy, what about you? So this was like your first Pig Destroyer checking out. So what what did you think? And kind of like you never go for grindcore, so like no, I don't. And um, I mean, I honestly was surprised, and I enjoyed it. I mean, nice. obviously with little with grindcore, I mean, I knew that it was going to be all over the fucking place, and there's a bunch of throwout shit on this album. But I mean, I honestly feel like the whole album. So I mean, being like the 32 minutes that it is, kind of sits in like three or four different songs. You know what I'm saying? I found like when I was listening to it, shit kind of blends together. And then there's like mm-hmm. kind of like strong breaks. But that's just the oh, way yeah, that I was sure. listening to it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I honestly really enjoyed it. I loved how, I mean, especially with like a grave dancer, how like loose the song felt. You know what I'm saying? It gets a little fun at yeah. times, but then the yeah. end of the shit, it's like, what the fuck's going on here? So... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, Dude, when I, when mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about Grave Dancer, and I was like, I really want to see what Shoddy thinks because I was like, if he hates it, he's at least gonna like Grave Dancer because that that song is like Pantera. Yeah, stuff. I was just gonna say like I don't. Th- I guess that's why I liked the album so much is because there were a bunch of like little hints like that Grave Dancer song that was like, this is fucking, you know, it's a good listen. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't know, man, the Locust, I feel like sometimes it's too dense. So you get into some yeah. of this oh, grindcore sure. shit and they try to throw too much shit at you while at the same time being all over the place and there's nothing to latch on to. Well, you could even... was not that at all. So you can even, even Prowler, even though as much as I love that album, you can kind of get bored with it because it's just kind of, you know, just kind of more of a straight up grind where this is like something special you can hear the differences you know it's not just another grindcore album mm-hmm. i mean i completely and, agree i i would find myself i turn it on and then all of a sudden there wouldn't be music anymore playing and i'd be like what the fuck happened like, oh shit the album's over and i have to restart it so and I, I li- I'd listen to it like three or four times before going to listen to something else, not because I was trying to digest it, but because I felt like every time I listened to it, it was like, oh, fuck, like I didn't, I wanted to listen to that song again and I forgot to go back because it just happened so flash. quickly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even for me really diving into this one, it took me a good three or four times just to even kind of get in the right mi- mindset to even go into this like you know the first couple times was just like it's over within a flash and what did you actually retain out of it like nothing (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well because dude i mean my favorite thing about pig destroyer in general is like scott hall the guitarist he's a god (laughs) (laughs) like he's a he he was actually now i think of it he's probably one of my first like riff guys i fell in love with like yeah he yeah dude i know some riff (laughs) no yeah like when you live if you like you said like it takes you a while to dissect it because that dude will play a riff for literally five seconds and it'll be like probably the best riff I could write. He plays that and then he just jumps to another riff, mm-hmm. maybe does that for 10 seconds and then plays like one of the best riffs you've ever heard. Like, I mean, the the riffs per minute, like in every song. So that's what's like, so you have to sit, go back and like try and re- re-digest it and like let it soak in. I was reading like an interview with him about this period, like Prowler and this one. And it was kind of like, it sounded like he had like the same mindset for both of them. Whereas like like what you were saying, Shoddy, about like how it was fun like to co- to go right back to it because you didn't like fully grasp it all. I think a lot of that is due to the fact that they he didn't ever want to like sit on like a groove too long. He said like he you would they would intentionally like cut the groove off before it got too repetitive. Yeah, I, f- I so, remember. Like, you know, I f- yeah, I remember reading or like or being told something like that. Like the second you were mm-hmm. like about to feel like you were familiar with it, they'd it's fucking gone. punch you in the gut. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, like because some bands, you know, you you ride that riff mm-hmm. out for a while. Yeah, yeah, you know? they, get, yep, they it's don't like a do wave. that. Nope, at least not on those two. Like it, they they just they give you it for a second and then it's done. Which it makes it so that like you can replay that shit over and over again because you just you wait for that part or you know yep. it only lasts for a second. Yeah, like that's what that's I was what thinking I was about, dude. Cool. When I was listening to it, I was like, this would have been fucked up to hear like live because there would have been so much energy behind each song. And the anticipation for those like parts oh, yeah. would have been so big that like the second it would have hit, people would have just fucking started kicking each other in the faces. So, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like most of those that songs, crowd, yeah, yeah. Well, like and a lot of like at least all the big songs that you remember, like they, when they have those buildups to mm-hmm. those huge riffs, like they know how to build it up. It's similar to like a hardcore band builds up like a breakdown or whatever. Like, yeah, it leads yeah. to that part. 
I think uh, what's the towering flesh is probably like the best example of that. Uh-huh. It's got that like clean part that just builds up into that fucking toughest shit like breakdown <laughs> at the end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing, too, is it's not even, like, in the traditional sense, because it doesn't last long. Like, that's the beauty no. of it all. Like, No, it doesn't. Yeah. There's like, like I can pick out a couple songs right now, but if you gave me 20 more listens, I will pick out another three songs that just like, top the ones <laughs> I just picked. Like, you know, yeah. you just, it's, you gotta keep going with this album. I agree, man. I thought it was, uh, like for, for Shardy, like for you, I guess, or for like, if it's not, like, it's, let's just say someone's like newer to grindcore too. I feel like this is a good one to throw at them because like you're saying, like Prowler, I love it, but you gotta be more in the mood for grind because <laughs> it is much more blasting and. But like this one, I I think it adds a lot, like a lot more thrash. Is this really the best though, like album for them to listen to? If it's you know well, an introduction to okay. grindcore, I feel like it's <laughs> going to be not, such but... a deterrent because then every time they listen to something else, oh, that's not grindcore. This sounds like muddled garbage. Like, but I think, I think this, this is, is a good... horrible example. A good album to listen to, but they should listen to other grindcore mature ears. But come I back think this, this is a good one for okay. So like a death metal kid will latch onto this because the riffs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, a hardcore kid or a metal core kids gonna latch onto it because the catchy riffs you know yeah. or the the uh, the uh, grindcore kids just gonna love this album because it's you know the riffs like i think it's a good all-around everyone from every angle can come into this one and enjoy something about it right yeah that's what i'm saying like i just think because to me we were talking about like prowler and then this one and I, I just really hear like a shit ton of thrash in this one which for me 
ups the fun factor for it. Like when you listen to Prowler, it's more of an intense listen. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fucking cover art, the subject matter, everything about it gets darker and more intense. Whereas this one, I mean, I know the lyrics are still and all that, the con some of that's concept shit still fucked up, but it's to me, it's like lighter and more fun. And I think half of that's just those fucking more metal, heavy metal moments, thrash moments. I don't know. I, I, I like that. That, that. I think that's the reason I go back to it more. And I think that's why someone could latch on to it too. Cause it's just not so, it's just, it's intense. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, maybe it's just the fun factor that makes it a little bit more listenable to me. More catchy moments. What do you, uh, what you guys thought on the la lack of bass? Didn't give a oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> they, they do it well. <laughs> I, I, I forgot like, actually. Yeah. I forgot too until I was reading about it a couple of days ago and I was like, oh shit, that's right. Like you can't even tell because I think it's the way he just, his riffs are just so heavy, but they're not heavy. Yeah. If it makes sense, like he makes up for a bass without, you know, blatantly making up for a bass. Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's a special dude yeah, for I, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think just, it's perfect without the bass. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, like I said, didn't notice a difference. So, <laughs> I mean, nothing against basses. I'm just, especially in that shit. What are they gonna do? Hit but the a fucking... lot of times, there's I I can't think of them off the top of my head. But there's there are a couple bands I can think of that don't have a bass, and you can tell they don't have a bass. Like you know, well, mm -hmm. like I was just gonna say this. though. I mean, he's gonna be choking his chords the whole time. I mean, he can't. Mm -hmm. He hits the fucking the E string, and it's gonna resonate for the whole song. Like yeah. It, yeah, it's. I mean, it's gonna stick out like a sore thumb in that music, unless he's pinching the entire is, time. Is real. Part of me is real glad there's no bass on this one, just because I kind of like that. It does. I mean, like you said, Stan, you definitely don't listen to it thinking like, "Where's the bass? You need mm -hmm. bass." But if you listen, but it does have a sharp tone to it. Like you know what I mean? Kind of a mean mm -hmm. without that lower end, and I kind of like that. Like it's right in between being a little too raw and being too polished. Like when you listen to the early shit, it's pretty raw. Prowler even is still kind of raw. This one, it gets, it's like right in between it. And uh, like mm -hmm. in like in the last album, Headcage, and I don't know when they first added the bass, but for sure Headcage had bass, a bassist on it. And it's cool, but it all is a bit too polished and a bit too modern sounding. And I just think bring it back to this one, no bassist, a little more raw. And it just has that certain quality to it that I think is better for them. Yeah. Did you, you, did you ever listen to Headcage? Yeah, we talked about it, didn't we? I think we did. We might have. We might have reviewed it or it. something. Yeah, I liked it yeah. too. It's just so different. It's not Pig Destroy to me. It's a different kind of band, yeah. Yeah. I liked Pol it. It's a good listen, but I just, when you talk about Pig Destroy, I just think this one and, and Prowler are like just yeah. Hold on, on for that reason. Hold on one second. In the middle of a damn cast. Okay. <laughs> L wanted to show me your new haircut. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. cute. <laughs> yeah, that is really cute. Well, how does it um, look? Good. <laughs> <laughs> and she needed it. Her bangs are getting long. You didn't tell her it looked like shit or anything. No. <laughs> how dare you say she needed it? She should always be beautiful. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, I think my favorite, my favorite, favorite track on it is Carry On Fairy. Do you remember that one? Um, <laughs> I made I a clip because I thought maybe we'll check this yeah, one, I need just to one out. To it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Let's, let's, it all leads to that big fucking uh, riff in it. Yeah.
okay, that's a good song to play though, because like think how many like moments were there in that just that little clip? Like what was a minute long? Like <laughs> dude, how many moments were there? Like like you said, like that's the best riff I could write ever. One of those. Like <laughs> He's fucked, man. Like yeah. what was he on? How does he come up with that shit? No fucking idea, man. It's just it's and that's the thing too. Again, it's a beautiful clip that illustrates nothing of what grindcore sounds like. So they do it their own way. That's for sure. Well, exactly. That's for exactly. Sure. And that's why it's so good. Yeah. I, I was reading the uh, part of that interview too. Like he was talking about like how they recorded this shit and wrote this stuff and kind of how it's different than what they do now. Like more nowadays it's more planned out and they try to get the right, you know, they, they perfect it more. And he said it was like, they were just trying to capture shit that they would like, they would write it and they would just record it. Like mm-hmm. just get it done. Like they were they're like, they didn't think about it. They didn't overthink it. They just like would get it on the fucking paper as quick as they could, which again, you can hear that. It's like fucking I, the energy. Yeah. Like, and they said, they're going to probably go back. He said, he's going to try to do that again hope, for the new album. I wow. hope so. Cause like, that's going to be so don't fresh me wrong, sounding. Like head kit, even book burners, like weird, different, like more of a band, mm-hmm. like, but like definitely head cage. That's not even pig destroyer. It's good. No, it's a good maybe. album, but like, I want this. I want <laughs> the chaos. I do too. Like, I, oh, I miss this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said because they were they learned all of uh, Prowler for the you know mm. the decibel beer and metal. So I think that's what he said. They're like learning all that new shit, put them in the headspace. So they said the next one's going to be like a lot more like that. Just that mentality. I hope they kick out the bassist. So. I mean, just go back to the Come on, Stan. <laughs> I hope they, or you know, they should leave him there, but they legitimately should just turn his shit off. You can just stand there and strum stuff, and nothing's coming out. Just yeah, we pick. thank the Patreon members for voting on such a good album to for us to listen to. I am metaphorically bowing my head to you guys right now. Yeah, go uh, buy a super strong coffee, get super caffeinated, and just blast this shit. <laughs> yes. Clean the house, too, while doing it. You get shit done. <laughs> What's next? We got an interview, Jason? Yeah, Martin Van Drunen. We're going to talk uh, uh, talked about God. the past. I mean, we talked about the new one. Man, I don't want to toot our own horn or anything, but if you think about it, we got a stacked podcast. Listen, listen to this shit. We got Pig Destroyer reviews. We got Martin Van Drunen. Like, what? <laughs> Donovan was on. Like, I mean, we're, Donovan? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. you guys aren't if you guys yep. are on Patreon, you guys are missing out. That's all I'm saying. Pushing it a little <laughs> hard this week, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, I guess you do what you want. I don't care either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, we hope you guys enjoy the interview. I guess I'm going to leave you to it. Uh, as always, I mean, Stan, the horse is dead as fuck. We don't need to say anything else about the socials for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> no, I know that. But you know where to you find us. You know what, us. though? We, we have you. not gotten an iTunes review in a long-ass time. Someone give us a goddamn iTunes review. Oh, goddamn The it. one more we have on there is funny as shit. Them for it's been about more, a year old. So unclassy, asking them for more shit. <laughs> just make, remember what we were doing in the start? Just make a new account. Grab your fucking, just find another girlfriend or wife. Grab her phone. Everybody has an iPhone. Just at work, be like, hey, can I see your iPhone real quick? Hurry up, go over to the fucking iTunes, do the yeah, review. Everyone do thank that. You. Everyone not do them, that. dude. I'm not asking them to do anything else for us. We got to start doing shit again. <laughs> I'm done doing shit, man. Uh, uh, no, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. It's been a blast. Yes. Yep. As always, we love you. I'm Shoddy. I'm Evil J. 
And uh, I'm the host of the year, Stan the Man. You guys stay metal. <laughs> uh, we got to listen Son to this for bitch. 365 days. However many episodes we're going to record this year. All year long. Host, that's why you don't give it to Jason, listeners. I'm sorry, to Stan. It only goes to Jason's head for a couple months. Stan's going to ride yeah. this bitch out. <laughs> Martin, how's it going, man? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm sorry for the delay, man. I just saw the email saying that we were good for the interview and had to put my kid down for a quick nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. No, because I was, I mean, you're actually quite lucky because I thought, okay, five more minutes, you know, and then I'll log <laughs> off because, yeah, well, you know, I appreciate that's okay, it. though. It's all right. <laughs> hey, don't worry about it, you know. Shit happens. Shit happens. That's right. Well, listen, I don't have anything prepared. I usually am very prepared for interviews, but I thought I'm not going to not talk to Martin Van Drunen. So I figure we'll just kind of wing it and uh, see what's going on in your life and what's going on right now. So if that's all right with you. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, usually those are the best interviews anyway. <laughs> you know, and now really, I mean, sometimes you have like people. Well, I must I must admit, like lately, especially uh, over the last years, it seems that people really, you know, give an effort and uh, effort in um yeah, you're making things interesting, so it's not really standard, but sometimes, yeah, you do have a couple from which you can really hear that they, you know, just read something from some, mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I prefer this way, actually. Well, yeah. that's good. Well, I mean, how do you feel about interviews in general? Because, I mean, it's, it's got to be, you got to do a lot of them. I mean, do you like giving yeah. away the secrets of the album, or do you like keeping things more, you know, up to the listener? Um, no, first of all, like up to the listener, yeah. But I mean, I like I like doing, you know, I like doing interviews. I mean, it's, it's, obviously, there's a lot of 
you know, like uh, let's say like colleagues in the, in, in, in the metal uh, business that really, you know, are bored by, by doing the whole PR circus. But no, for me, no. I, um, I always enjoy doing that, you know. I mean, it's, you should be grateful for all the attention that you get actually as a band, you know, or as an artist, whatever you may call it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, a, I mean, if, if people would not show any interest at all, well, you're doing something very, very wrong <laughs> then, you know. You're not going to go anywhere. It's, yeah. it's just like that. But, yeah, I like to talk about, I mean, of course, a lot of people do not know certain things that, you know, the process of making the album or what's behind the album, what's, you know, those little details that you cannot find on um yeah, I know booklets that are included with the CD or the album or whatever, you know, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I know for me, it's like um, when I read a cool, you know, an interview with a band that just put out an album or, or a podcast, something like this, and I hear certain things that the band wanted to convey or they did this different on it or whatever it is, sometimes it's something I'm not even thinking about and I don't, for me, it usually makes me a little more excited about the album. I know a little bit more about what they were trying to do and then you can kind of pick those pieces out. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. <laughs> definitely i mean for me it goes the same i mean i'm not well i'm not reading that many interviews of course because i've got so much stuff to do and then uh yeah well you know the whole internet and then it's impossible to keep up with everything simple <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah you know like as a kid or, or when i was younger you know when i bought my albums yeah definitely i just want to i lay my hands on everything i could get from those bands just to you know f find out what yeah. you know everything about that album that i was buying so yeah so i understand when you were young, were you into like the uh, like getting into like zines and things like that, or where were you getting your info from? Well, it, you know, because I'm a bit older, you know, I'm like 54 now. So you know, when I was buying albums, there were not many magazines. There was no real underground kind of stuff. Mm. You know, I mean, here in the Netherlands, let's just say when when I was like a teenager, you know, when I really got into more extreme metal like Venom and the, and the new wave of British heavy metal in general, I think the most from the Netherlands, I mean, I think everybody knows Artshock, you know, the, the magazine, because they did the Dynamo festivals mm -hmm. back then. But that was still in black and white. And so, uh, yeah, it was like a really small magazine. And I had to get my stuff from, um, yeah, like Kerrang! from England or, uh, and the other world, there were a couple of things that were really small, you know. I mean, it was like, really hard to get on. There were not really like a lot of magazines that were specialized in, yeah, in, in metal or in hard rock in general, you know. Yeah. So, Lots of things I just got out of the, yeah, like the hit parade kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> if, they, if they had like a poster all of a sudden of some band, they're like, oh, cool, I buy it just for that. Right, so, right. It was a bit rough. What about, so did you have, uh, like when you started getting into the more extreme stuff, did you have anybody, you know, that you were tape trading with or that was showing you some of the stuff, like an older brother or a friend that was kind of already getting into it? Or did you find all that stuff on your own? Like Venom you mentioned uh, and stuff like that, you know? No, Venom I, I no Venom I discovered there was like a Dutch radio show. Mm. Um, like I always, with, with, you know, and if you play Venom, and of course like you would be, they were playing quite some extreme stuff. But no, it was really a cool show. It was like, uh, yeah, the name is Stampe. It, it means, um, it's almost like Stampede or something, you know, translated. And there was a woman like she was. She was actually a vocalist in a band called Wild Honey, but it was not really a hard rock band in the Netherlands. But she was doing a fantastic job. And then all of a sudden, I heard Venom, and it was. I think they were broadcasting like nine or ten o'clock. And actually, I had to be in bed by then, so I was <laughs> listening with my headphones on. <laughs> but then, yeah, I heard Venom, and I was like, "Bro, what the fuck is this?" So the next day. Uh, yeah, I, 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 met, I went straight to the record store, which was, I had to go with bicycle, which was um, yeah, 12 kilometers away from here, like, what's it, that in, let's say like nine miles, you know, and then, yeah, yeah. I, I went in there and then I said to the guy, like, uh, 
uh, Venom, welcome to Hell, I want that. And he goes, are you sure? I go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard the first song and I go like, oh, wow, this is, this is for me. And then, yeah, by that time I was already, I had a couple of friends that were really into the extreme. So everybody was like, well, Venom, this is, at the moment, Welcome to Hell was the most extreme album that ever came out. And then we kind of got, stayed in contact. And then, you know, the whole, yeah, the kind of roller coaster started slowly rolling, you know, with Hellhammer coming and, yeah, all kinds of more extreme stuff. We were already listening Motorhead or, mm. yeah, Priest or Diamond Head, Jaguar, or Maiden, you name it. You know, everything that came, Saxon, the stuff that came from England. Yeah. So, yeah, we had we had a little circle here that was, you know, into metal. And, uh, yes, because as a kid, you could not buy all the records that you wanted because you didn't have the money. So, you know, we kind of, unless the album was, of course, like you really wanted to have, but we kind of, yeah, agreed to each other. Okay, if you buy that one, then I buy that one. And we can tape it from each other. You know, we right. just had tapes. That right. was the, that was the kind of way. That was that was the, you know, the equivalent of what they call downloading right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I get it. I mean, I'm 33, but even for me, you know, when I used to want to get like a a song on the radio, I mean, I would throw the tape in the cassette player, or you know, in the radio, or, or put what radio right up to it and record it like that. You know, wait for it to come on. So I mean. That was at least how I was starting off to to get my own stuff when I couldn't go and afford a CD. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah I did the same, you know, with the, with the metal shows that, because that one was like an extreme metal show. But since there was not so much, you know, what what was so they were playing, yeah, all kinds of stuff, you know, like YNT or, or uh, picture, you know, and then yeah, I heard Venom. But usually I would tape that show too, so I could hear it afterwards, and you know. If I forgot the name of some, yeah, exactly like you did. Exactly, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you had to do what you had to do. Not like exactly. now. It's a, it's a little different now. A little easier. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. When um, what? So you started off with all that stuff. What was like the first death metal album that you heard then? <sighs> oh, I think that has to be Possessed, Seven Churches. Yeah, right from the start. Yeah. Then you went right in with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, because the thing is, I mean. Uh, the process what happened for me you know it's really easy to to remember because you know i recall everything of it you know after it was venom hell I'm a, there was already like metallica kill them all which was at the time a very extreme album in speed metal mm-hmm. and then slayer came with show no mercy and uh yeah from there on it was quite you know like natural that all of a sudden you had like these kids from possessed like boom you know bringing seven churches out we were like Whoa, what's that <laughs> you know like cool so yeah and then from there and then you slowly got into yeah, like the the, yeah, the demo stuff, huh? because that was also the time when um, Death was doing their first demos huh? under under the moniker of uh, Mantis. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, that's um, that, that's how it all started rolling. So you were you. So when did you say that this was something that you wanted to dive into? Like for me, everything started with Welcome to Elfman Phantom as an yeah. extreme <laughs> form, you know. And and from there on, it was just you I guess, know you just wanted to get your hands on everything that was it was just annoying the neighbors. Put it that way. <laughs> like as far as <laughs> as far as you being in a band though, and and with what made you decide that you want to do that? Like was that around when you right, the first thing you heard you were like I want to be in a band, or was there a certain point where you're like this is when I'm I finally want to jump into this? Uh. Oof. Actually, I never thought about that, you know. I mean, when I was really young, uh, let's say like uh, nine or ten years old, I was I was totally into Kiss, you know, and I was miming Ace Frehley a lot, you know, because he was my favorite. But, you know, I never thought about, like, doing that myself, you know. I thought it was a cool – I just thought it was a cool guy, you know, and then with his guitar and the way he was doing and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, and then and then – we later on when i became like 15 or 16 no i was i was older i think 16 17 then we had a couple of guys that we knew but they would they were in some kind of heavy metal hard rock cover band but the singer was also a friend of mine uh, but the guy had like a fantastic voice he sounded like johnny james dio really you know it's not mm. it's no joke but the thing is he many times he didn't show up <laughs> or he was too drunk and then <laughs> it was patrick ramelli who later joined me with pestilence uh he came into that practice room just to jam a little bit. And he knew, of course, like also like extreme metal things. And then because Slayer and Metallica were already out, and then someone, because the singer was not there again, and then someone said, does anybody know the lyrics? And I go, yeah, I do. Well, then just grab the microphone and go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know? So that's actually my first experience behind that, you know. But I, yeah. I didn't, I was just nervous, you know, because, yeah, you're a kid. And all of a sudden you have to yeah, stand there in front of a band and sing. But uh <laughs> Uh, I didn't even think about that, you know. Yeah. I didn't really think about okay, this is something I wanted to do until kind of, years years later. I met Patrick again, and then all of a sudden, out of my head, I don't know why I said it. He goes, um, "So what are you doing?" Uh, no, 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 no. I said to him, "Like, so what are you doing nowadays?" He goes, "Yeah, I have a band. We're looking for a singer." I said, "Well, that matches because I'm a singer uh, looking for a band." And I <laughs> never knew why I said that because normally <laughs> I'm not like that at all. That's yeah, that's that's funny. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really a silly story. <laughs> it's cool too. I mean, so it kind of just like fell into your lap, you know, it was basically just, yeah, by chance. What was funny about that now is like, you've had so many different vocalists, you know, in like the death metal realm that, that use your specific vocal style. Because before what you did, I mean, you just, there was not that, no one did that, you know? And now when I hear a band, when I'm trying to describe a band in the podcast, nine times out of 10, if it sounds like something you're doing, I'm just, you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say it's got that Martin Van June and vocal kind of quality, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 What can I say? You know, it's, it's, um, it, it developed that way and I'm, and I'm, um, yeah, I feel happy the way, you know, to, to sing like that goes easy. So yeah, you just maintain, you know, uh, what you can do best. And yeah, fortunately for me, that worked out very well, <laughs> you know, throughout time. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, it's already a natural thing, you know, I mean, it's not that I, uh, of course, in the beginning I had to, you know, find like the right techniques and then the final voice that, you know, that I got on consuming impulse really. Uh, yeah. And from there on, it was just, a, you know, a very logical development, you know, just trying out like, okay, how far can I get with this? Uh, how extreme can I scream until when, you know, where, where is the... Uh, where's the kind of frontier, you know, with my, with my vocal cords and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then, yeah, then later on, 
you get more experienced and you lose a bit the um, let's call it like the juvenile thing you know more yeah. or less but you become like let's call it that way then you become a man you get more conscious of kind of things and it, it gets all way more easier you know than in the start so yeah. but it's cool it's really cool you know i mean I can really compare it to the way I was looking up to people like Lemmy or or uh, or Kronos, you know. So yeah, I can I, I kind of can 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 understand like what, what certain kids like. Okay, if they like my voice like that, they want to do it. And oh well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Is it kind of weird hearing it though? Like hearing all these bands now that do kind of use that style. It's, I mean, it's got to be cool. It is. No, no, I'm 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 honored, you know, to to that 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 guys try that. You know, and especially it was funny because, uh, you know, you're as an American and there was a there was a time where there was not really a lot, of, you know, there was not that much going on really in the USA when it comes to old school death metal. But lately, mm. well, OK, Skeletal Remains is, of course, like a bit older already. But yeah, Chris blew me away. I go like, cool, you know, this guy. Yeah. And then they were here in Europe touring with a U.S. band I never heard of. was called Morphin. And they were heading, they were having this death style but then from the leprosy era but the kid had a voice like i saw them live in paris so it was like what <laughs> the kid is he sounds like chuck you know chuck shulman and i really yeah. thought that was cool and so yeah now i stumbled into another band called molder uh, oh, yeah. also us and they're, they're uh, fantastic voice these kids and yeah i go like it's, it's, it's really cool because you know like I said, I'm 54. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm way over half of my life, and I don't know, on, you know until how long I can do. But yeah, it's, it's cool to know that there's certain kids, you know, can, who can take it over. Maybe you know. You know yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that, that's cool that you are out there recognizing that too. So do you usually just catch that when you see someone like that live, or do you ever check anything out? You know, seeking out the new stuff. Uh, both, both. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I went to Skeletal Remains because I happened to be in Paris because my girlfriend lives there. So, you know, well, not now with the corona things, I cannot go. But, uh, yeah, I go there when I can. And then, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, Skeletal Remains played in a really small little venue. But as I knew the guys, so I go, okay, I'm going to check them out. And then they had Morphin with them. I go, ah, okay. So I listened, you know, oh, cool. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's that's uh, happens a lot of times. You know, same with if you do shows on your own, you know, with, with, if we play somewhere with Asterix and you have like support acts, you know, you're going to check a little bit, you know, if, if you, yeah, you may like them. And, and if you do like them, you're going to tell them, you know, if you meet them like with a beer, like, yeah. hey, we like that, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's that way. And sometimes one of the guy, one of the guys comes with a, Hey Marty, you got to check this out or, uh, yeah. Or I find something, you know, coincidentally online or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not that I'm looking for things, really, you know, because that's sure. Yeah, that's that cool though that much. you're open to it because I, I, you know, I just I always expect that with guys like you who have been around for so long since the start of all this stuff, and I just assume you, you know, you maybe you don't care about it anymore. But I, I love hearing that when when someone like you is still at least interested enough, and and that's cool to check out a band and especially to let them know it's good because God, that's got to mean a lot to especially a band like Skeletal Remains. If you're telling mm -hmm. them you're into that band, it's got to mean a lot to them. Yeah, but I mean, don't forget that because we did like a uh, you know the small West Coast tour of uh, with them together, mm -hmm. and uh, you know so they they provided the backline and you know we we did uh, six or seven days or something with them. No, not Canada because we're not they were not allowed in there. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, to just to hang out with them, you know, like yeah. uh, a lot younger than us, and uh, yeah, they were really cool guys. We really had a great time with them. So it was not just uh, that they were good musicians and and, and playing really good. Uh, like it's, it's a kind of an, a diff it's an old school style, but a bit different because they do know how to 
play their instruments. I mean, they're really mm-hmm. good. But um, yeah, they're also like really good guys to hang out with, you know. So that's 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 a good thing. It's, that that brings back also that old you know vibe and atmosphere, you know, that that was so uh, yeah so important also to old school death metal. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just really and hanging out with younger guys, you know, keeps you young as well. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. What, do you, have you noticed a big difference with like the popularity of death metal? It's been pretty, it's been pretty big in the past, you know, five or more years. Has that helped out like a band like yours at all with more people, you know, younger, younger fans paying attention? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause, cause, cause there was a time, I don't know if, uh, which, which time span exactly, but, um, I'll put it this way. I mean, 2007, we were back invited for the first show on the Partisan Festival in Germany. And I think like a time span way before that, there was nothing going on in old school death. You know, it was really the fast stuff, the technical stuff. And there was this, um, yeah, this genre called blackmail. Uh, I can't do anything with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so there was there was no, um, it seemed like a buried and forgotten genre. And then all of a sudden that this, yeah, there was this revival and that just keeps on going on right now. And uh, it really helps us. Yes, definitely. Because, you know, we're one of the older bands and still going strong. And there's not really a lot. Well, there's, there's a couple maybe who try it, but there's really also a lot that, uh, yeah, that that don't keep up with the standards. You know, the people expect from them. There's not really a lot. Maybe a handful of of you know the really old bands that that, that do it. You know, yeah, like uh, yeah, like Obituary or like uh, Possessed. You know, I mean, they go really strong still. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I heard somebody was just telling me. Uh, I think I just seen it yesterday that you guys were able to do a show. I think or was it? Or it must have been over in the Netherlands with a very small audience. Was it just one show you guys were able to do, or did you guys get multiple? No, no, no. There was, I mean, with real audience. Yeah, was, with a real audience. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was uh, no. There was three shows. Yeah, we're now in February already. Huh? Uh, so yeah, those took place in October, November last year. Okay. In, but they all were in Germany. There were three shows, and they were actually called Corona shows because there was a really restricted amount of people that uh, were able to get in, and they had to sit. Wow. Uh, wear mouth, mouth, mouth caps when they were getting a beer. And the first one actually was in a damn church. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was in a church. <laughs> you know? So there was double, um, uh, yeah, there was a double weird experience, like in a church and then you had everybody sitting in front of you. And for us, that was the first one of, of, the, of the three. And we were like, ah, well, <laughs> we got a weird feeling about this, you know? Okay. But okay, let's, we were just happy to play live. And then, for sure, it t- it turned out fantastic because the, the, uh, they were doing basically the same, but just sitting on those t- chairs, you know, like sitting and <laughs> banging their heads and screaming and throwing the horns and all that. So it was yeah. afterwards, it was really cool, especially that the people that came to us and said, like, oh, guys, thanks a lot for doing this because we were just dying to see a band live again, you know, because exactly. for them, it's for them, it's hard as well, you know, not just for the bands that are not able to play live, but also for the fans that cannot do kind of witness like a proper live show oh yeah so that was so that was a good experience and then we said for the others okay we might try the others as well and um yeah so it was cool and now we got a new offer uh but that's only first in may because the situation here now in europe is really yeah everywhere is really drastic you know there's lockdowns everywhere netherlands we have a curfew yeah so i'm not sure not sure if it's going to happen yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then, but okay, that's that's why we we decided to do the stream in uh, in January. The, the yeah, how, how did you, how did you like doing that? I, I watched that. 
You watched it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I guess I'm the same way. I mean, I don't, I, I'll say this. I'm pretty picky about live streams. You know, it's just, it's obviously never the same as going to a show. But lately, I've just been so missing shows. I've been trying, I've just been trying to watch more and more of the live streams that have been coming out. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, like you say, there's no shows. No. No. Yeah, well, so it, it, was, it, it, was, it was cool. Yeah, but how did you feel about doing that? It's got to be a little different. It was. But the thing is, like, seeing it from this point of view, I mean, uh, myself, I was like, okay, Aspects Without Audience is not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's really not going to happen. And then the guys kind of convinced me and Alvin, because our bass player was thinking the same as me, and they said, come on, you know, it's a tradition with Aspects that we do a release show always with an album, and then just just give it a go, you know. And if not Martin and Alvin, you know, then just consider it as a, as a great rehearsal with the band, you know. Say, okay, yeah. cool, you know what, do it like that. And then they put such a big effort into it to, you know, to, to, cause I was doing all the interviews for the album. And so the guys were organizing everything around that stream mm. and the venue is around the corner here. We know them. Uh, we knew they had a camera crew. We knew they, um, they were doing really small little streams of local artists, but hardly had any views. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was quite some organization to, to, to you know, to, to prepare everything. And yeah. Uh, afterwards, it, it was it was a great experience. You know, first you do the these Corona shows with limited amount of people, and then this is the extreme form. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking to myself when I was on stage, okay, so there's actually people now at home watching. How how do I interpret that? You know, like yeah. there's kids on the couch, you know, like throwing beer or you know whatever, or there's <laughs> others maybe only watching on their small phones on their on their yeah. bedroom. I don't know. You know, so I just had to figure it you know think about okay what's the situation and i tried to anticipate with that and um it was it was pretty cool because in the end we did have a great time with the guys just playing those songs those songs live for the first time you know yeah and considering all the reactions yeah we did we did well you know yeah. so yeah afterwards it was a it was the only thing to do and we said okay we maybe you know let's just Fingers crossed, actually, that we never have to do it again. Right. Because that would mean that everything will be over and, and we can play normal shows again. Yeah, But, right. um, yeah, it was uh, for this kind of, you know, kind of event, it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was cool. I was, I was okay with it. Yeah. yeah. It was fun, put it that way. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I liked, I liked how you were interacting with it. Was, it was kind of funny. You know, you kept it loose. Like, it was, it was entertaining for sure. But um, mm. so, all right, man, with the new album... I've listened to it quite a handful of times so far. I mean, I really love the last one you guys did too. And I just feel like you guys are, I don't know. I, it, it, it's wild how, how good these albums still are from you guys. But one thing that I, I like too is, is that little added bit, at least to my ears, there's a little bit of extra melody in there. And I always like the stuff that you're involved with, like whether it's Hail of Bullets, you know, and some of those songs, like I'm, uh, I think like Berlin, I'm thinking of from like the Frost and Winter or, or, or Frost and War. What, I forget what that's mm -hmm. called now. But you know what I'm saying. Those songs that have a little extra of that melody in them with combined with your voice, I really love that. Was that something that you guys wanted to add a little extra of on this album or or what? No, we don't we don't think about that when we when we start doing things. Okay. And to be honest, I had no idea what, what Paul had in mind. You know, when we uh, put it this way. If, so we start to, to finally arrange the the songs all together in the studio and then we do like a kind of a uh, yeah, like a studio jam and in in this case, it was like it took us two weekends, you know, to finish all the arrangements. Of course, all the material was there already before, but you just have to, you know, finalize the songs and and and, and, and arrange everything and make the final composition. But then you have like the rough drum tracks and the rough guitar like guides, 
And that's all I have to write my lyrics on then. And then I have no idea what Paul is going to do more with his guitar. So uh, hmm. when he came, um, for example, with the, the end of Molten Black Earth, I had no idea he was doing a, you know, a melodic lead there. And with, yeah, the, the, other, the other thing was that was on um, Blazing Oceans. That was cool because I actually adapted my lyrics to his, to his melody, first melody part. Hmm. So, when the, so when the torpedo comes in, then all of a sudden he starts to, you know, give that, yeah, that, that chilling melody. Like you actually see that. And he, he told me, like, Martin, I just saw that torpedo, like, coming into that, <laughs> in, into that oil tanker. So that, that's, it, works, yeah. it works both, both ways. When we started working on the album, we didn't think of it. The only thing we did know was that on Incoming Death, we were, uh, you say that, yeah, we kind of widened our frontiers, which is a, a big phrase for a con very conservative band as Asphyx is, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> but but sure. um, that was on the Grand Denial, and we had no idea how people would, um, if people would even like it at all. And afterwards, yeah. uh, we got really overwhelming reactions. So that's where we knew okay we may do a, you know a few other things because you know people do appreciate it and i think that's where paul thought also okay now let's see what, what i can do with uh for example like you know three years of famine yeah uh, yeah yeah where he um yeah <laughs> when i heard that stuff i, I love that one. yeah me too me too absolutely i mean all, it all all the credits go to paul because i i heard it and uh, i knew what he was going to do with his melodies and i said to him like well what's the point of me like putting a shitload of lyrics into this you know it's going to ruin it so i kept it really uh, basic with the vocal. yeah but i was gonna say all the credit to paul but at the same time the, the i'm not exact i never looked into what it's about yet but the you can tell you know obviously the name of it about famine and it really you know combines really well with the music and it adds a little extra you know layer to it what what is the over the overarching uh story on that song it's the, the behind the lyrics it's the, it's the it's the great famine that was in china on the mao 
during what they mm-hmm. were calling like the great leap forward, which was the in fact the, the great leap backwards, to be mm-hmm. honest. And um, yeah, it's you know China back then in those days was really really close. I mean they still. You know, because I just read today that they were um, shutting off BBC World News for China. So, you know, mm-hmm. they st- they still don't get the free information that we are getting, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's still like the Communist Party there in charge. But under Mao, with that, uh, yeah, with that famine, it was just such bad mispolitics. And uh, he, d- he didn't care. You know, he really didn't care how many people were dying. So, that, uh, estimates go, go up to 40 to 50 million people that died and you go like t- mm. that's, that's basically the population of a, a country like France yeah know? it just Jeez. dies and then I didn't know the song title what I was going to do and then apparently uh, in the Chinese calligraphy that period is uh, the calligraphy for it is like three years of famine is what they say so I took that over and I also explained it to Paul and Paul said well it's, it's a great uh, great subject and that helped him also to um, mm. To write that song with it, you know, with that idea. That's cool. But I, I stumbled into it because I was also I saw I was reading a couple of books about Mao, you know, and his um, yeah, how he got into power and yeah, what all happened there in China, which was is, is very interesting, but also very yeah, it's it's like a terrible story, you know, what these people yeah, went, went horrible. through. And if I may quote him, when when during the Korean War. Well, the Chinese were fighting, you know, actually also against the Americans and, and other, um, yeah, because all nations were basically involved. But he actually said to, um, was Truman still president there? Yeah, yeah I think it was, yeah, I think it was, I think, I think he said like to Truman, like, um, I've got more Chinese than you have bullets. <laughs> so, you know, that's how he thought about people. <laughs> so that's, that's, um, that's and, that's I, and, I, and I had that in mind, you know, when you, when you write a song like that. I gotta say that's yeah. I think I feel like that's one of the things I appreciate most about you as a vocalist, especially on like, you know, since like Hail of Bullets days up until all this, uh, you know, with this fix is the way that you do pair the lyrics and the story like with the the song, you know, to make it just that much more powerful, you know, and uh, and it adds that much more because you can hear what you're saying, which is always nice in death metal. If you do know, mm-hmm. if you can kind of grasp onto that a little bit, which which you do well. So yeah, thanks, thanks that. very much for that. Yeah, I put a lot of I put a lot of effort into it, and uh, yeah, I think also yeah because I, I read such a such a lot, you know, and that it's a variety from history to even uh, you know science fiction comics or uh, fantasy stuff. You know, it doesn't really matter. Everything I can get my hands on, and I think it's interesting, and that gives you a shit lot of inspiration. Really, also you know things like good documentaries on TV or you mm. know stuff. And yeah, if I get an idea, then I just immediately write it down, and then I see what if Paul comes up with some stuff. And then I can see if, if something matches the music to it, you know. So I try to match the lyrics with the con- know the content of the lyrics with the music that's delivered. I always say I, I make the most the most simple um, uh, example for it is that you cannot put the lyrics of Botox Implosion over Three Years of Famine. It's just impossible. <laughs> it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's a good point, and that's I love that too. Like you can go from one extreme to just another. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Also, also, awesome. also, also, a little tear and a smile. You know, I mean. And one one moment you go like, oh my god, this is really like the <laughs> deepest depression you can figure out, and then next time all of a sudden, boom, you go like, shit, now I'm back to, I just have a laugh, you know. It's, uh, it's, yeah, life's like that as well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I love it, man. Well, listen, I I really appreciate uh, the talk, and uh, I'll be I'll be playing this album for a while, so hopefully everybody else does as well. 
Yeah, thanks a lot. I, I really hope too, yeah, because uh, yeah, there will be a lot of other releases. I mean, we only started uh, this year, so there will be a shit lot of releases. So hopefully the people have not forgot it, forgot about that, <laughs> yeah. like in December or something, you know, when they make, yeah, their, exactly. when they make their yearly polls, our favorite album, they're all like from, from November and December, the rest they don't remember anymore. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? We still have time to do another one in one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, all right, man. Have a good, uh, have a good weekend, okay? You too. Jason, thank you very much. It was a uh, yeah, like you say, unprepared, but uh, like I said, uh, most of the most of the time, those are the most interesting ones. Right. Thanks a lot. You two have a good weekend and be safe, huh? All right, man. Take care.